0: Hey there, fellow travelers of the Jundlin Wastes. Mark back here again for the Traveling the Jundlin Wastes podcast. The TJW podcast for January 31st, 2023. It is the last day of January here. Uh, we got a little bit of snow here in southeastern New England. I'm hoping everybody is... Uh, getting through the winter okay. I know some places around the country have been just hit really hard with a whole lot of snow, giving those Hoth-like conditions. So uh, you better, uh, you know, hunker down there in your own Hoth base, make sure that the Tauntauns are fed and that the snow speeders are all ready and well equipped for the for cold weather warfare. But uh, besides that, it's good to have you here for this uh, Coffee Break, Lunch Break podcast. Uh, just a couple things I wanted to mention here today on uh, this episode as we end january and head off into february uh let's talk about the bad batch i think the last time i had spoken on the podcast we had we i think the bad batch had reached episode three with that episode called solitary clone which i really enjoyed but today i wanted to talk about episodes four and five which uh, came out on january 18th and january 25th there one well, was the episode four was called faster and episode five was called entombed just first First, I want to mention this, uh, the positive stuff, you know, I like putting that that out first. Um, the Bad Batch has not, the animation has not looked any better. It is so incredible to see how Filoni and his animation crew are able to put this Star Wars animation together in. It is just—I mean—you look at some of these shots, and it's just absolutely beautiful. It, the, the, the scenery, the clones, the characters—all throughout the, uh, the, the series are is just looking amazing, and uh, it's a real joy to be able to sit there and and to see such great animation being done. Um, so this first episode, or say the episode four, called Faster. Um, I'll give you the little synopsis here that I was able to find here on, uh, on Wikipedia here. Uh, so it says about faster. While Hunter and Echo are away on another assignment, Sid takes Omega, Tech, and Wrecker to a riot race on Safatoma to visit her cocky droid racer, T. O. So Sid is challenged by Maliji one of her business rivals and his racer Jet Venom and during the next round Maligi orders Venom to cheat causing Teo to lose when Maligi comes to collect Omega challenges him to another race for Sid's freedom but just before the event Teo is wrecked in an accident and Tech takes Teo's place as Sid's pilot and using his calculative intellect to offset his lack of experience he wins the race Maligi uh, honors his part of the deal but warns the clones that one day Sid might turn Against them, so um, in, in some ways, I think the uh, the synopsis of the uh, episode was probably a little bit more exciting, a little bit more exciting than the episode actually was. I shouldn't really get to that point. Um, it was an okay episode. Uh, it definitely gave me the uh, feelings of watching the pod race again on episode one, the Phantom Menace. Uh, you know, rethinking of Anakin's uh, race in in, in that pod race on Bunta Eve and uh, it also made me think about uh, the pod racing that you do in knights of the old republic uh, classic video game uh, for xbox that came out in 2003. Um, a lot of those same feelings which was great i mean pod racing is a lot of fun to see in the star wars universe and i'm glad they were able to show some of it Um, but i think this episode here was also uh, not called a throwaway episode but it was certainly an adventure of the week. I hear that being mentioned on a lot of the podcasts and across the, across the internet on Facebook. They're calling us the adventure of the week. Um, and pretty similar also to um, episode five uh, that came out on January 25th called Entombed. And I'll read the uh, synopsis a little bit for, for that here on Wikipedia. It says, While searching a junkyard for useful salvage, Omega and Wrecker find an ancient compass, con- compass containing a set of coordinates towards the uncharted Kaldar Trenari, uh Trenari, that carry the promise of treasure. Fi Genoa and Omega persuade the Bad Batch to set out for the system where the compass leads them to Skara Nal, the resting place of a legendary crystal, the heart of the mountain. They find the stone, but upon removing it, Skara Nal is revealed as an ancient doomsday mech which begins running amok, and the Bad Batch and Genoa manage to return the crystal which deactivates and destroys the machine. Um, this was also, like I guess, that was another adventure of the week type of an episode. Definitely gave you those vibes uh, from Indiana Jones uh, when he was in that, you know, in Raiders of the Lost Ark, going through, you know, at the beginning of the movie when he was uh, finding the golden idol. And he he, he triggers the, the the booby traps, which send the big boulder you know running after him. Uh, also, get, reminded me a little bit of uh, in The Last Crusade as he is going through the catacombs to uh, get the imprinting on the knight's shield, or when he's going through at the end, going into that uh, going into that cave to to to, to find uh, the, the the chalice. Um, yeah, like I said, it was it was a good episode, had some of those those Indiana Jones vibes as well, too. Um, but, like, again, it was another adventure of the week, which, um, you know, it, like I said, those those are fun. Those are fun to have at, at, at times. Almost reminds you of those uh, classic Saturday morning cartoons when you'd either watch, like, you know, something maybe like the Super Friends or Spider-Man or something where they had just, like, you know, one standalone episode or one standalone segment that you can enjoy for the adventure and to move on. Um, it gave me also, um, some, uh, some, some vibes from the classic Marvel Star Wars comics, uh, that came out, came out between 1977 and 1986. Uh, you know, a lot of those comics, you know, there was 109, I think, 109 comics in that run. Uh, and a lot of them were just very standalone type of uh, stories that 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 came out, which was fine. Especially I think at the beginning when uh, when it was between Star Wars and Empire, you really did. You, there was no real expanded universe going on. Everybody was waiting for Empire Strikes Back to come out. So a lot of these were like you know very, I would say, non-canonical stories that wouldn't have any impact on what happens when the Empire Strikes Back movie came out. Uh, but like I said, still a lot of fun to go through those old comics and to be able to read some of those stories and see the art. Uh, I feel the same way about these last two episodes here, which were fine. Um, we got to remember that there are 16 episodes in this uh, in this season of Bad Batch, and I think as we get closer and closer towards like the later half of of the of the season. Um, I think that's where we're going to start seeing some more, you know, consequential stories and more canon stories that are going to fit into uh, to the saga as a whole. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we, we we obviously know that we're going to see Palpatine sometime in this series, as we saw from those trailers. So uh, it's good to to see that uh, that that will be coming up. Um, and like I said, nothing nothing against these last two episodes in, in Bad Batch, but they certainly weren't. Um, you know, heavy canonical stories that fit into the saga as a whole but uh, still looking forward to see what, uh, what's going to be on, on the Bad Batch uh, tomorrow night uh, episode 6 coming out tomorrow on February 1st is called Tribe so uh, we will definitely uh, take a watch of that, I think me and the fam will watch that sometime after dinner and uh, I'm looking forward to it um, some other news that came out uh, this p- past couple of days I should say um, Star Wars Celebration, which is happening from April 7th to the 10th, 2023 in London. Uh, we got some some guest names which have been coming out uh, of who's going to be there You know, for photo ops and, and, and signing autographs, probably as well too for, for some panels as well too, which I'm hoping that, that, that StarWars.com or Star Wars Celebration uh, website is going to be uh, showing some of that uh, coverage on YouTube like they did for the previous uh, Star Wars Celebration. But um, one of the things that I noticed here, uh, obviously, you know, when they make guests' annou- guest announcements, uh, one of the first things I think about is, oh, I wonder if they're going to have any send-in service for for autographs, or just curious to see where the uh, where the prices are for for autograph fees uh, at at a celebration. I'm not going to be able to make a celebration in, in Europe. I wish I could, but it's just it's it just not going to happen. Uh but they do have Official Picks does have a send-in service as well, too, for their for for all their autograph guests who are gonna be there at Star Wars Celebration. So check them out if you're looking for any. Um but <laughs> speaking of autographs, uh I'm not the only one saying this, so I don't feel bad being 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 putting this on the podcast. But I, I think a lot of fans are really starting to feel the uh the tightening of the wallet and the tightening of the belt when it comes to uh some of these autographs that uh that or autograph fees that have been that have been that are that are in place for celebration you know going to to a celebration or to a large convention like this is is not a uh inexpensive endeavor especially if you're going gosh gotcha. I'm, I'm i'm talking obviously where the tjw podcast takes place in 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 the united states so for me it would be getting on the plane you know crossing the pond to go to go to england um, so you're paying for an air for for air flight. You're gonna paying for hotel. You gotta pay for for food while you're over there, and that's even before you've even entered into the into the into the uh, convention hall. <laughs> you have the convention ticket, which you probably already bought anyway. For those who are for going from the U.S. to England, for that you bought your tickets already for that. But uh, when you take a look at the uh, at at the autograph price list for some of these, I'm, I'm really shaking my head. Um, I don't know if I would be able to go there and afford any of this nowadays uh just a couple of well let me i'm going to go through the list here because i think this is this is pretty uh this is pretty significant and it's worth mentioning so uh, anthony daniels great anthony daniels who i met at fan expo uh in boston this past summer um his autograph fee fee 90 99 pounds in 99 pounds or in u.s dollars 121 dollars Ashley Eckstein, 169 pounds or $207. D. Bradley Baker, 105 pounds or $129 U.S. Dennis Lawson, great Dennis Lawson, plays Wedge Antilles, 59 pounds or equivalent to $72.54 in U.S. dollars. Giancarlo Esposo, Esposito, uh, you know, Moff, you know, the, the 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 evil, the evil. Moff Gideon, uh, 99 pounds or 121 uh, US dollars. Hayden Christensen, Hayden will be there, so that's great. Um, 210 pounds or the equivalent of 258 US dollars. Indira Varna, uh, who was in the Kenobi series, who played Tala, 85 pounds or 104 US dollars. Uh, James Arnold Taylor. The great voice of Obi-Wan Kenobi from the Clone Wars in in as 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 well as some other you know Obi-Wan's in video games and other series. Uh, 115 pounds or 141 US dollars. Katie Sackoff Bo Katan, in both the uh, you know Clone Wars as well as uh, in uh, the upcoming you know Ahsoka series and it was also in Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett. A uh, hundred pounds or equivalent to 122 U.S. dollars. Mad Michaelson. Oh, that's good to see him here from Rogue One, who played Galen Erso. Uh, hundred and fourteen pounds or equivalent to 140 U.S. dollars. Matt Lanter, the voice of Anakin Skywalker from the Clone Wars. 114 dollars. 140 U.S. dollars. 114 pounds equivalent to 140 U.S. dollars. And uh, Vivian Lira Blair. Um, who played young Princess Leia in the Kenobi series. 75 pounds are equivalent to 92 U.S. dollars. Uh, so Vivian actually has the, uh, the, the, I would say, the most inexpensive autograph so far <laughs> uh, coming to Celebration. Um, you know, at first when I saw the names come up here, I thought I was going to be considering getting um, Katie Sackhoff, uh... Oh, Indira Varna and Vivian Lyra Blair. Um, I'm not so sure if I'm going to be putting in an order for this now. Uh, if I do, I might be leaning towards uh, Vivian just because uh, I thought she did such an amazing job as young Princess Leia in uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney+. Plus. Uh, I rewatched watched actually, uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series uh, over the last week or so. Uh, binged it in, in, in a, sort of like one sitting as I was like you know, nursing a cold but uh, I I really really enjoyed sitting down and watching that Obi-Wan Kenobi series again uh, a lot of fun maybe we'll do on the podcast a, a breakdown of it in more depth maybe get Dan on the podcast and do that that'd be fun but um, just you know going through here uh, you know if I had okay so if I choose Vivian Lyra Blair that's 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 coming out right now to about 92 US dollars and that's probably before any, anything else. Uh, shipping, I'm sure shipping is going to cost, uh, you know, I don't know how much, maybe 7 to $10 to to, to, to ship the photo. Uh, I tend to like 11x14 photos now, as opposed to 8 by 10s because I have a nice binder I can put my 11, 11 by 14 photos in. Uh, but that will probably cost a little bit extra. I probably would not be able to get... A, a personalization or, or a quote or, or have, have, the, have the character name down put. Um, they, they seem to be getting very expensive these days as well, too. But uh, the whole reason why I'm bringing up all of this is uh, just to put out there that uh, I don't know how much more uh, I'm going to be able to be in the autograph game. Um, it just seems that every single season the prices keep going higher and higher and higher. Um, Now, granted, okay, these actors and actresses and uh, pop culture figures who come to sign autographs, you know, it's great that they do it. It's great that they're putting themselves in the position where they can give a fan like myself the opportunity to to shake their hand, say hello, you know, have a conversation with them as well as get an autograph. Um, That is not a small thing that they, they, they do. They are certainly taking out of their own time. Granted, they are... They are also getting paid, I think, pretty well to to, to come in and to, to participate in these conventions and celebrations. Uh, but at the same time, um, I'm, I'm thinking that the average Joe like me who is... Doing this more for a hobby, granted, I, I know that there are others who will go and they will try to throw their stuff on eBay or other auction sites, auction, auction sites, to try to make a, a buck off of this, and I can understand that's why these, these you know, actors and actors and pop culture figures charge what they're gonna charge. They don't want to be taken advantage of it, I don't blame them. Um, but at the same time, I'm wondering when I'm going to be tapping out of this. <laughs> uh, I love collecting autographs. It's always been a fun hobby for me. I collect sports autographs. And I, collect, I collect, you know, Star Wars autographs as well as some like um, you know, some music autographs as well too. But uh, I just don't know how much more further I'm going to be taking this. Um, I dabble a little bit in other, another. Uh, pieces of the Star Wars fandom, you know, obviously because this is you know, originally built a Star Wars Expanding Universe podcast. I still like reading my Expanding Universe and having the books. Um I dabble a little bit in those uh, you know, Star Wars Black Series 6-inch figures. Those are fun. Uh but I also enjoy getting the uh, you know, Star Wars art from various uh artists as well, too. So I'm going to be sitting down and probably thinking about, you know, where do I want to take my fandom and my and, and where I'm going to go and Basically, collecting or what I plan to like focus my my energies on in fandom uh, over the next year, and I'm um, I'm thinking it, it it might be taking a break, not for depending on, on seeing these costs and these autograph prices. Probably taking a break from collecting autographs and maybe focusing a little bit more on the other aspects of the hobby, which are probably a little bit more affordable. Or you get and honestly, I I would say, you know, if I'm going to be spending this dollar amount for for this for these autographs. Part of me feels, and this is just because I, you know, I, <laughs> I like to draw, I like to sketch. I always, you know, I'm, obviously I'm never going to be an artist uh, to, 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 to any level, but I just enjoy doing it. But I appreciate really nice art. And there's so many great artists out there who do such great licensed Star Wars art that um, maybe that's where I would want to have if I had some, some 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 extra money in my pocket to to, to pay an artist to, 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 to do some sort of... Uh, Star Wars arc for me, um, and I have some, I have some pieces which I really enjoy, and uh, have been really done well. So that's my little just uh, diatribe, I guess, on the uh, on, on Star Wars celebration regarding the autographs there. Um, you know, if, if if you can afford it, and and that's what you enjoy doing, um, you know, all the power to you. I just I just wonder if there is a breaking point, and have we hit the breaking point, and are we going to see a situation where. there's going to be a fallout maybe of people who just can't do this can't collect autographs anymore because it's just way over you know the price point that they are that they're comfortable with um let me know send me a message at uh, the traveling the general waste podcast facebook page uh if you have an opinion about uh this this topic here um autographs you know where are they in 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 your collection do you have them do you collect them do you pay for them um are you going to go to celebration are you going to buy some i'd be curious to know uh if you are or if you aren't going to be buying any um just to keep the conversation going about this topic because i think it's it is an important topic in in star wars fandom and i would like to be able to chat about it a little bit more um, some other things I wanted to chat about. The latest uh, book swag that I got. I think I mentioned earlier in the previous podcast that I got the uh, that fantastic 40th edition uh, Star Wars Archives from 1977 to 1983. Uh, that was by Paul Duncan. Uh, I also was able to pick up as well, too, their 40th edition of the Star Wars Archives for the prequels as well. So that's a lot of fun, at least in the years 1999 through 2005. Um, I did a quick skim of the book because I'm in the middle of some other books right now, but I'm certainly going to want to sit down and uh, you know, oh, in, in my nice, comfy chair with a with a with a cup of tea, to be able to go over these uh, these these books. The pictures and photos are unbelievable, by the way. There's so many wonder that alone, I think, is 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 worth the price of the book. And you can certainly find it on Amazon now. They are selling it on Amazon, but you find that there are other places which are even selling it for less than Amazon does. So um, you should be able to find the this this book if you're interested in it. Um, but like the uh, the archives book for the for the prequels, God, such a beautiful book. So many. Photos and concept art that I haven't seen before. Um, it was a lot of fun to be able to see that. Uh, so, uh, if, if you like that type of, uh, you know, that type of coffee table book, but not so big, but it fits nicely on uh, on your lap. You can hold it in your in, in your lap or hold it in your hand while you're while you're in your chair. Um, though those 40th edition ones, the smaller versions, are much you know much easier to use than those big, massive gargantuan um, editions of the book. But uh, yeah. I, I, I will hopefully have a, a, more, a more deep review of, of both of those books in, in coming episodes of the TJW Podcast, but I just wanted to be able to, uh, to mention that I did receive it, and um, just from a quick skim through, it's set up the same way as the, uh, the original trilogy book was, was set up, but um, this one is, like I said, has it, I'm looking at it, I'm seeing, you know, concept art and photos that I haven't seen before, so that's, that's a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to see what, uh, what, what stories we get inside uh, a book about the making of these uh, prequels as well, too. Uh, another thing I was noticing as well, too, this past week, is that Barnes & Noble actually had a 25% off uh, pre-orders, and that included the pre-order for the Marvel Omnibus New Republic uh, Volume 2 edition, which is coming out that will contain the, uh, the Zom Thrawn trilogy as well as the Dark Empire trilogy. So this is the first time I think that those two stories have been put together in one single omnibus, and uh, those omnibus editions are just beautiful. Um, I I completely forgot to put my going to put my pre-order in for for that book, but I know that Barnes and Noble uh, does tend to have these 25% off pre-orders, um, you know, sprinkled through the year. So we should be able to find another one which happens prior to September. Uh, in order to be able to put in uh, an order for that, put in a pre-order for that great omnibus. And that is pretty much all I have here today on the Traveling Journal Waste Podcast. If there is, if you have any comments or any thoughts about what we spoke about today on the show, please send me a message via the Facebook page for the Traveling the Journal Waste Podcast. I'd be more than happy to, to see your feedback and to, to, to know. Uh, what your thoughts are on, on some of the subjects that I spoke about today so I hope everybody's having a good day I hope everybody's ending their January in a fine fashion and is looking forward to the, uh, the lovely month of February the month of Valentine's Day the month of uh, you know big snows so uh, get out there and enjoy the snow by the way go skiing go sledding go snow tubing you know it's such a great season and you should enjoy it as much as you can and you can also think at the same time that you're outside and off and reenact Luke, walking through that walking through the uh, the snow screaming boom boom uh, or, or thinking of uh, Han on his ta- on, on his tauntaun going through the uh, the, uh, the hot snow as well that is all hope everybody's having a good day and I will talk to you soon have a good one all